I won't take a photo of him because we already have this species. So what's um, that part then? That's just a little flatworm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're flatworms, the nudibranch. There's a bit of algae on there. There's, uh, what else is on here? Oh, there's just, yeah, just more aquatic stuff. There's a bit of um, a limpid on there. So there's all different kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's a bit like um, uh, its own uh, ecosystem. Yeah, you see the flatworm just moving along? Yeah. So some people say like, oh, you know, that I found a sea slug and they think yeah. that's something like it because it moves. But you see that one's got, you see closely in, in the water, it's got those rhinophores sticking out the front. So that, you see the, those little things at the end? Yeah, the little horns. That one doesn't have it. And they don't, these are guys have those things all the way over the top there, the gills. They don't have the gills there. So pretty much, you know, different different type, just worms and slugs, different. My name's Maggie, uh, Maggie Mermans, um, and I'm the co-founder and treasurer and director of Ocean Connect. What is Ocean Connect? So Ocean Connect is a not-for-profit organisation that we've been running for the last 10 years nearly. It focuses on raising awareness around the local environment and um, providing access to that environment in a way that people can learn and create that curiosity. Um, we run citizen science programs and environmental education programs for all ages. And what have we been doing today? Uh, we've actually been running a sea slug survey today, uh, which means that we go out into a particular environment. Today it was the rocky shores. We also go diving and, and find out different reefs but today was the rocky shores and looked for the sea slugs here on the Gold Coast. Um, take photos of them um, and then we upload that onto a public uh, platform like Atlas of Living Australia. They get identified by our experts um, who've done who've got a doctorate in sea slugs um, as well and you know that it improves that data quality. Um, that data gets also shared with the city of Gold Coast and they can use that for sort of their, their, their coastal planning or their natural resource management in the area as well. So all the data is, is public, it stays in ownership of the person that's collected it and it's not being shelved um, and the Atlas also allows us to layer that with other data in the particular area. So. If there's data collected on, let's say, seagrass that we also do in terms of seagrass watch, um, we can layer that with where we find sea slugs and then we can actually look at, you know, if there's a correlation. Um, at the same time, they're a great bioindicator, so we can learn about, you know, if they are present, what that's got to do with that, the condition of that particular environment, whether it's in good condition or bad condition. Um, yeah, sea slugs are pretty amazing. What is a sea slug, though? Because uh, they're, they're quite a strange, like, uh, creature, right? They are pretty amazing looking. So, yeah, there's there's nudibranch sea slugs. You know, people they're they're quite small. Um, you know, they they are species of slugs. So um, they have gills um, as well, and, and rhinophores. So they feed on different things. They feed on sponges. They feed on algae. So they they can be found in, in all types of different environments. They, they you can find them in the sand. Um, but yeah, they're their own kind of species in their own or their own kind of section of species. There's many, many different types of them. Um, on the Gold Coast, we've now, on the Atlas, we've got about 319 species listed that we found over the last years. Um, and this year alone, over the last year, we, we recorded about 140 different species. So all different types, different st feeding strategies, different species, different genus. Um, so I'd, yeah, it's it's um, they're they're quite incredible. Their toxins have been used for creation of 
um, sort of cancer medication as well um, and they are really great uh, an indicator species that tells us a lot about the, the condition of the habitat so they're particular amazing quite colorful they've um, some of them are really bright blue because of what they eat so they eat for example the the blue bottle that you might find, you know, some of the jellyfish blue bottle. Right. And so the, those blue sea dragons that you find, they yeah. feed on that. So that's why they have that really bright blue color. So they all have different feeding strategies, but they all fall under the same family. Uh, blue bottles, obviously really bad. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'd, I wouldn't word, use the word bad. No, not really, bad, yeah. but like uh, harmful, I guess. Oh. For, for people swimming, it's not a comfortable thing to come across a blue bottle, I guess. So it, it might be, you know, watch out for the blue bottles. You know, they, you know, they might give you a bit of a sting. But I think, um, you know, they all have a role to play within yeah. within our environment, and so has that role is, is connected to sea slugs as yeah. well. And so that's and the sea slugs, the little blue sea dragons yeah. can eat them yes yeah they feed on them so you know it's it's learning about their feeding strategies on how that's connected to to the environment and how we how we all linked how we're all linking it together yeah so what uh role do sea slugs play in the uh, in their environment in their ecology so well they some of them are predatory um so sea slugs others just feed and um you know they they distribute, you know, the, the chemicals and, and toxins to other areas. Um, they distribute, you know, nutrients to different areas as well. So they bring that to different areas at the same time. Um, you know, they have that role within, you know, being part of that food chain at the same time. Um, you know, they, they have an enormous amount of, you know, resistance and resilience regarding to, you know, the natural environment. Like any mollusk, you know, they they have, you know, they're, they're soft-bodied species, so they have that really particular role in terms of that evolution as well and where that's going to go um, you know how that's been been there around for millions of years so it's it's really incredible to see how that kind of uh, moves along and how they adapt and how they um, can you know with with climate change how they can adapt to changing environments as well so um, yeah they're pretty resilient in, in that fact they leave they live kind of for up to a year so we can see certain areas in abundance with particular species and other areas with different species so basically tells you you know what kind of habitat you would have in a particular area yeah okay well you're saying that they were uh, like really tough how is climate change affecting them well look you have obviously the pH is changing so the you know that that's that's changing in our oceans as well um, as well as the the temperature so temperature really affects sea slugs as well so some don't really like the warmer climate or the warmer waters and others are more kind of kind of in, in cooler areas they like a little bit you know the different climate um, in, in the ocean so you'll see different species moving back and forth because of the, the change there also the nutrients in the water as well so you have a lot of higher nutrient build when you have the warmer waters you get a lot more of that nutrient build some species don't really like that so you have disappearing of that as well and some really thrive on those extra nutrients so you'll find more of them as well so it's, it um, it really affects the species in itself as well what else is there different one Oh my god, you're in a roll silk. Oh wow, very different. Really tiny. Oh yeah. It's white, so it's very easy to spot them on the rocks. Yeah. But if they're, some of them are like greenish and brownish, and then you just look for them, and they're like impossible to find. 
Um, this one's quite cute. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, so my name is Silke. I'm a student from the Netherlands and I've been doing an internship with Ocean Connect for a while now. Uh, I study a degree in animal management and I'm trying to focus my degree a bit more on marine life because in the Netherlands we don't really have it. And uh, so I came here with no knowledge. But I've been doing the sea slug surveys for a while now and I, I know lots of them now and lots of the names and stuff. Um, and I really enjoyed to see how the ocean is like so big and there's so many tiny things here that we don't really know. Like I didn't even know they existed before I came here. So yeah, I've just been doing that and I'm going to stay for another six months and help them out, um, do my degree, finish my degree up here and then yeah, back home sadly again. Yeah. Um, so what, what is it about the sea slug that's so interesting? So as Maggie said before, they are very good to notice the water quality. So if there are all, like lots of them, they could intend that the water quality is very good, for example. Um, but also, they are just everywhere on the planet. And normally with lots of animals, they're in specific areas. Um, but like if you find a map online, they're literally everywhere along the coast. And they, they're here in shallow waters, but they have also been found at depths from 3,000 meters with a submarine. So they can exist here, they can exist three meters down. It's really impressive how they can actually do it. Um, and some of them are really colorful. They contain toxins. Some of them are really toxic as well. I know there are lots of things that are really interesting about them, actually. Yeah. Is this one that I'm holding really toxic? No, luckily it's not. No, this one, they all contain like a little bit of toxic things, but this one is not. No, you're not going to die from touching it or anything. But all of them, we don't really touch them. That's why we have the brushes. Just okay. to not harm them as well, not to damage anything on there, but also just... If they are a little bit toxic, it would probably not really hurt us, but still, you don't want to risk it. Okay, cool. Let's go find some more. Yeah, thank you.